Royal Stanley of Oregon Pacific Financial Advisors, offering securities through United Planners Financial Services member FINRA SIPC, guides clients with empathy in discovering and reaching their financial goals, and creates financial plans for clients so they can live their life by design. In these episodes, he relates his expert financial insights and discusses timely topics. Royal strives for excellence and has a passion for sharing his knowledge and supporting his community. Now, on to the show. Hello and welcome to Life by Design with Royal Stanley of Oregon Pacific Financial Advisors. Good morning, Royal. How are you? I'm doing well. How are you doing, Eric? I am doing fantastic. I, uh, You and I were talking before the podcast and to all the listeners, Royal obviously is in Oregon and that has been a hot spot uh, for a lot of things that have been going on and it's good to hear that a lot of things are kind of getting back to normal there and and communities are bonding together and and getting over some of the things that have happened in the last couple months. Yeah, I think we're we're adjusting into getting away from maybe that acute crisis we went through mm-hmm. and now kind of adjusting into this long period of recovery where, you know, it's kind of day by day, month by month, mm-hmm. uh, you know, recovering, rebuilding, getting people back into safe places and getting people back into their homes. So, you know, that's a that's a different type of challenge than, you know, when everything's on fire. Yeah. Now it's it's kind of that more long term work that has to be done. Yeah. And, and I, I love the fact that today's topic really plays to that is, and, and you're going to be talking about goal setting specifically. And I think that for your community, for all those families, there is short term and long term goals that have to be set to be able to meet and get life back to normal. That's right. That's right. And I, and I also think th- there's a, there's, there's a lot of areas in life where goal setting is just so important mm-hmm. and where it starts to pop up and become top of mind. Historically, New Year's, which we're quickly approaching, oh, yeah. yep. uh, is a perfect time to start looking at what you've done over the past year and where you're going to go in the upcoming year, birthdays, life events, uh, new endeavors. So uh, this year I've got my birthday, uh, a new child, and New Year's all kind of creeping up within about a, a 40, 40, 45 days of each other. So mm-hmm. definitely a great time and something that's on, on top of my mind of setting out those goals looking at where we've been, what we want to change and, and, uh, getting ready for this new period. Yeah. Yeah. And life events. I mean, the, obviously the baby is a huge life event, but the, the disaster is also a life event. Uh, and so yes, you've got, absolutely. you've got this huge group all together. Uh, plus I think most listeners would say, if we can just get done with 2020, I will definitely <laughs> welcome 2021 and, and set some new goals because I think a lot of life has changed and We've kind of been able to be introspective. Mm-hmm. We've we've certainly had the the time at home mm-hmm. uh, to uh, kind of reevaluate things and maybe reset some of our priorities. What was once uh, very important to us and maybe not as important uh, going into this new year as we hopefully come out of that this COVID crisis we've mm-hmm. been in for all of 2020. Yeah, and I, I've heard from lots of different people, and and I of course have my own theories. But why do you think goal setting is so important? So for me, goal setting really comes down to, are you really trying to achieve something in regards to your life or your career, or are you just wishing something would happen? Mm. That to me is really, I, I think the, the, 
differentiator between a lot of different uh, types of people. There are people who really want to have things happen in their lives and are willing to put in the work and set the goals to achieve those. And, and I feel like there, there's also a, a, a large portion of the population that, that's really just okay just going along and kind of letting life happen and occur to them, and then they make adjustments accordingly. I know I'm married to one of those, those people, and it's been <laughs> a great education in my life. Mm-hmm. Uh, being married to someone who uh, just doesn't care about goals at all. You know, she is much more the person who will sit back, let life come at her, and then just be in the moment and react to it. And uh, it, it's been a wonderful learning experience for me, appreciating that part of, of her personality of just, okay, this has happened. I'm just going to react to it and, and move forward. And I'm just going to be in the moment. I'm not going to worry about all the other stuff. So we make a great, uh, great pair together because I can set those long-term goals and then she can pull me back and keep me in the moment and vice versa. Yeah. And we need that, right? Because we can get really engrossed in plans, 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 uh, and, and not have that moment to just breathe and enjoy and maybe look at that sunset. Uh, you know, we're too busy mm-hmm. planning that next, you know, what the next turn in the road is going to bring us. That's right. That's right. And I think the important part with goals are, is you want to set your goal, but you can't just stay focused on your goal. Mm-hmm. What you have to kind of bring it back to is what actionable steps are you taking to start moving towards your goal? Mm-hmm. You know, I think setting the goal is is a great first step, but then it's really, okay, well, how are you going to achieve that goal? And I hope today we can maybe spend some time just talking about those steps uh, and maybe giving some some people some ideas of how best they can approach maybe making some improvements in their lives, maybe taking control of their finances or their health or their business and give them a sense of how can I kind of climb this mountain or this hill depending on the goal. Yeah, absolutely. All right, listeners, grab a pen and paper. Royal's about to lay it down. Where do we start today, Royal? So I'd say the first place that we want to start when we start planning out our goals is looking at the different types of goals. They might be around our financial life, our careers, our family, our health. Mm -hmm. Uh, And and I would also kind of put in a fifth one there, maybe experiences. Are there things in our lives that we want to set goals to make sure that we experience? That could be around travel. That could be in regards to relationships. So we really want to start defining, hey, what category do these goals fit into? And then we also have to realize that when we set a goal, just because we set it around family or our career, we have to realize that that's going to spread out and have effects in all those different other categories as well as we start moving uh, towards our goal and make sacrifices and start changing our personality uh, habits around achieving that. So I think that's an important thing to realize is uh, if you start moving towards one goal that you're going to see changes in other parts of your mm-hmm. life because you're focused more on one area for that, that, that period of time. Yeah. So where I really start, and this goes back to probably 30 years of uh, training on setting goals, are setting SMART goals. So S-M-A-R-T goals. Mm -hmm. So we'll go through those real quick. You know, jump in as I I go over these, Eric. I'm I'm sure you have a ton to add. Uh, Number one, we want goals to be specific. We don't want to just have a general goal. Could be 
I want to save some money to, you know, I want to save 15% of my pre-tax income Mm -hmm. on a monthly basis. Could be, I want to lose some weight, you know, maybe focus that up and say, Hey, I want to, I want to lose 10 pounds, Mm -hmm. you know, give a specific goal that you're, you're targeting. Number two, make sure that it's a measurable goal. Make sure it's something that, that we can measure uh, and really see where we're moving towards. Uh, number three, make sure it's an action, actionable or achievable goal. Uh, this this can, can be used somewhat interchangeably here, but I, I like actionable. Make sure it's something that you have control over. It has to be something that, that you can affect to be one of your goals. Uh, number four, make sure it's realistic. You know, make sure you're not setting yourself up for uh, failure going into setting your goal because if it's just not realistic, if you say, hey, I want to save up a million dollars in a year, you know, some people that might be real realistic for the vast majority of the population. That's probably not a realistic goal in such a short time frame. Mm-hmm. And that brings us to our last goal. Make sure your goal is time bound. Make sure there's there's a range of time that you're measuring for. Because you could have a goal to say, I, I'd like to save up a million dollars and I'm happy if that takes me five years or 80 years. That's too much of a range. We want to kind of pull that in using, you know, number uh, four there, realistic. Have a realistic time-ranged goal uh, that we can follow, that we can measure, that you can take action on, and that's specific to where you're at in your life. Yeah, and, and some of these you're going to have to do a little bit of research because, for example, let's use your example of saving money or, or saving a certain amount of money or paying off debt, right? You have to be able to look at, let's use paying off debt as an example. Sure. You're looking at paying off your debt. Well, you need to know, one, how much debt do you have? Right. So that's number one. What debt are you going to include? A lot of people say, I want to pay off all my debts except for the house, right? Because the house is just too large at this point. And if, especially if you're making a time bound goal, maybe you're saying, I'm going to pay off all my debts within three years except the house. That's the only debt that I'm going to continue to carry until I can pay that off. Mm-hmm. Uh, so it's just doing that little bit of research. How much debt do I have? How much do I earn? How much can I possibly earn? How many more opportunities do I have to create wealth or money? Um, maybe you have some other hobbies and things that you're going to begin to start, maybe sell things online or whatever uh, that is going to bring in a little extra income. If you account for all those things, then you get to that realistic portion of the SMART goals. It, is it realistic for you to pay off your debt in one year? Well, based on my salary, based on my outgoing expenses currently, based on the amount of debt I have, it's almost impossible to do that. So setting yourself up for success by saying, I'm going to pay off this debt in two years instead of that one year, and then breaking that into chunks, just like you were talking about, measurable. Um, I, I think that that's something that most people don't take the time to do. They don't take the time to actually sit down and, and research how realistic is this going to be if I want to accomplish this specific thing. Yeah, absolutely. And I think the other thing you touched on there is make sure you have a strategy. Yes. You know, using that example of paying off debt, I'm a big proponent of the, the Dave Ramsey total money makeover mm-hmm. snowball strategy when you approach debt. Yes. Which, you know, you can say I'm going to pay off my debt, but really what that snowball strategy does is that allows you to break up your debt into smaller goals 
And so you're only focused on one thing at a time. So for instance, you know, let's say you have five different uh, credit cards or medical bills. You would take those, you know, line them up kind of smallest to highest uh, debt. And your goal then would be is just to pay the minimum on each of those. But on the smallest debt, you would just focus all of your extra payments on that one to really get that one paid off as soon as possible to kind of check that that first mini goal off the list. Mm-hmm. And then you roll that up into the the next one on the list. And I think that's a very powerful strategy where you're not just saying, you know, one day I'd like to pay off all my debt. You have a strategy that you can approach month to month saying, this month I'm just focused on this. Absolutely. I'm going to take care of these other things that, you know, we, we just have to kind of keep uh, pushing up the hill, but uh, I'm just going to focus on this one thing. So I think that's a very powerful strategy that we can use really anywhere. Take, take for instance, hey, I want to have a better relationship with my spouse. Mm-hmm. Okay, that's, you know, that's, that's pretty broad there. But if you start breaking that up of, hey, I want to take my spouse to, uh, on a date night, you know, once a month or, or twice a month, that's a much more specific mini goal there that will help get you to that larger goal you might have set for yourself. Mm-hmm. Quite true. Can you think of any other examples that might be a, a good fit in this uh, in this category? I think another one that fits really well there is losing weight. Uh, that is something that, uh, it's so funny because I'm kind of using a, a reverse analogy. Uh, how do you eat an elephant, right? <laughs> one bite at a time. Now we're talking about waste that's loss. Right. Please don't eat elephants because that's definitely going to pack on some weight. But it, it's those small chunks that you're you're looking for. If your long-term goal is by December of next year, I'm going to lose 25 pounds, well, that's pretty easy to look at that and break that into month-by-month uh, month progress. And obviously, there are things that you need to put in place. The strategy, Royal, that you were just talking about, you can say, I want to lose 25 pounds in this next year and a couple months. But if you don't start either exercising or implementing a diet or changing your lifestyle from what it is right now, you're, you're, you're not going to reach that goal. You've got to have those strategies. So th- that's, I think, incredibly important to start with a strategy and then be able to mark that progress. That's, you know, right in the SMART goals, measurable. You'll be able to measure, especially weight loss, uh, on a monthly basis or every two weeks or however you set it up so you can see your progress and see if you have to adjust, not your goal, not your end goal, but adjust your behaviors or your strategy. Maybe you're not losing the weight as fast as you need to, so you need to start drinking more water. That's, that's one thing that will definitely help your health. Or maybe you, instead of exercising twice a week, you're going to kick it up to three times a week to make sure that you are hitting those milestones in there. And if you would indulge me, Royal, I've got one more piece of this. Yeah. One thing that I find incredibly important when I've worked with clients with goal setting before is to have some reminders. I know we're going to be talking about accountability in this podcast because you, you and I've talked about that a lot before, and I know that's on your agenda. But one thing that I love to help people do is figure out what their reminder is. If you just say, I want to lose weight, or you even write it down in a notebook, that doesn't necessarily help you remember every day why you're working so hard or why you're getting up at 4 a.m. to go to the gym or getting up at 4 a.m. to go down to your basement to work out. Whatever that strategy that you've put in place, sometimes we can lose some motivation. So I believe in a reward system for for your goals. Uh, and maybe you can expand on that as well. But I had one client who he wanted to lose a certain amount of weight. It was around 30 pounds in a year. 
At the end of that year, he wanted to buy himself a new suit, a tailor-made suit. And he was in, in, you know, in the business community, so he was going to need some new clothes if he lost 30 pounds. <laughs> but one thing specifically he wanted was a suit made by a certain person in town. They did custom tailored suits. And so what we did is to help remind him of what he was really working for and the reward at the end of that journey is we had him go to the, uh, to the suit maker, the tailor, pick out the suit that he wanted, the fabric that he wanted, and ask for a swatch of it. So he actually got a piece of cloth that his suit would be made out of, and I told him, go to the hardware store, and a local hardware store will do this a lot. They'll actually put a grommet in something for you, so they did that. He put a grommet in there and he used it as a keychain. So when he was waking up at 4.30 in the morning to go, you know, to go to the gym to work out, which was not part of his normal routine, he had to put that in place, he grabbed his keys and that was there, always there, reminding him, hey, I'm getting up early because I'm going to be wearing this suit in a year. And he made that goal. He actually did it two months early, Royal, because he was so motivated. Uh, and that reminder helps you every day. Absolutely. Absolutely. You know, then that's, that's really that, that reward, that motivation there of why are you setting this goal? Mm -hmm. If it's not a, if it doesn't kind of fit into your view of yourself and your life, make sure that it does, you know, make sure you're doing it for uh, yourself or something equally as important because it, it has to fit into your heart because it's your goal. So uh, yeah, that's, no, that's a wonderful story. All right, Royal, where are we going from here? So from here, I, I'd like to just focus on just a few of the things that comes up fairly often in our financial planning meetings of different goals that we see people come in with that they'd like to start doing or maybe refine uh, how they're doing it, you know, as they plan for the future and uh, retirement. We already kind of touched on becoming consumer debt-free. Some of the other things that we see quite often is, is getting your house paid off, mm -hmm. saving for retirement, actually getting to retirement. Um, and then, then college savings comes up quite often uh, with, with people with children and uh, looking at kind of those time frames. And, you know, that's always a variable one because it doesn't have kind of a, a, a set date necessarily. Mm -hmm. uh, just depends on how old your kids are and what your views are for them and education and that sort of thing. So, you know, I think we, we, we spent enough time on, on consumer debt, but getting your, your home paid off, personally, I just find that that's just such an important part oh, yeah. of a financial plan. And we were talking uh, earlier just about, you know, the different ways of looking at that and, well, if interest rates are low enough, can you use that money for something else, that sort of thing. You know, I, I think to me... And I always look at this uh, when we do financial plans. There is a correct mathematical answer. And then there is the answer that best fits that individual set of clients. Mm -hmm. And I have just seen being around people who have their home paid off, just how much less worry and stress they have in their lives. Absolutely. It just changes their mindset. It, it changes their uh, their thinking, just being completely debt-free, including the home. So... I just encourage that when we can as, as a fantastic goal for people of, hey, get rid of all of your uh, mortgage debt just from the standpoint of your own mindset and how you're going to feel about yourself. It just puts you in a fantastic place. 
Oh, I, I agree 100%. L- let me ask for some clarification. When you have consumer debt, should you try to work on multiple? I mean, you, you spoke about the snowball. Mm-hmm. Can I assume that the the mortgage is at the end of that snowball? Uh, not necessarily. I, oh, okay. I think it depends on where you're at in kind of in your financial life. Mm-hmm. I would say kind of our, our top goal right there, you know, kind of using that Dave Ramsey system is getting the consumer debt paid off, building up your emergency savings, begin saving for retirement, really with kind of a, a 15 to 20% target there for what you're putting into your retirement accounts. And it's really at that point that we want to start focusing on uh, paying extra on the house mm-hmm. and getting that taken care of. So we want to make sure that we get that consumer debt taken care of first, start planning for retirement, and then start focusing on the house. Because uh, for, for most people, especially here on the West Coast, the house is just such a big nut to crack that you really do need to start planning for retirement before um, you put everything into uh, paying down the uh, mortgage on the house. All right. I've got another question for you right now. And, and you, you alluded to it just a little bit ago with refinancing. I know mm-hmm. that interest rates are low. A lot of people are refinancing. And so my question is, let, let's just a, a blank example here. If somebody refi- is able to refinance their home and maybe that shaves off $1,000 a month of payment for them, or mm-hmm. let's, yeah, we'll just use easy numbers, $1,000 a month uh, is, is taken off their payment because they've refinanced. Should they then take that thousand dollars and put it purely toward the principal of the home? Or is, is there a way to help them figure out that math that would work best for them? Yeah, ultimately, you know, the, the two things we want to look at aren't, aren't necessarily just the, the payment, but what we want to look at is how much longer will it take them to get their house paid off mm-hmm. and how much more interest are they going to pay over the course of the loan? So I was just having this conversation with a client yesterday. He, he had about 11 years or uh, 21 years left on his mortgage. Mm-hmm. And he was looking to refi, and it would save him about $160 per month. But it meant he had to refi into a 30-year mortgage. Mm. Oh, yeah. But if he refied into a 20-year mortgage, he would save about a year of mortgage payments, and the payment was still $60 less a month. So that right there yeah. is kind of the perfect situation of, hey, I'm going to get a little, little bit of extra savings uh, on a monthly basis, but I'm also shaving some time off of how much longer I'm going to have this mortgage. Mm-hmm. That's really kind of the the situation we're really looking for is, can we get a, get a little bit of savings and maybe cut off some years that you're going to have to pay on this? So we don't just want to look at the break even between how much do I save in payments and what is the cost of the refinance? Because honestly, that's not the big cost. It's, you know, am I adding 10 more years of interest payments onto this mortgage? Yeah. That's a much bigger factor there than just the break even for the payment versus the, the cost of the refinance. Gotcha. And I, w- I would assume it also really depends on the person's plans for how long they plan to stay in that home, right? Because if they... Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. Absolutely. I mean, that, that, that can come into it as, as well. But I, I think for most of the these situations we're talking about long-term mm-hmm. um, situations, but there, there's absolutely times where you, you we, we sit with a client who has has a kind of a two to three year time frame where maybe renting makes the best sense or mm. even doing an interest only loan 
um, makes the most sense because they know they're just going to be in the home for a very short period of time. Yeah. Royal, you've been doing this for a very, very long time. So how do you help your clients reach their goals? So really, it's sitting down with people, listening to them. That's the, that's the most mm-hmm. important thing that I do when I sit down with a client is just listen to them. From there, we can start making an honest assessment of where they're at right now and where they'd like to be. And then we can start helping them prioritize what they should focus on next. You know, when you sit down with, let's say, a 30-year-old who maybe just started a business or, or starting out their career, they have 25 different things that they need to plan for over the next 30 or 40 years. You can't address them all in that first meeting. You want to start taking that chunk by chunk and kind of know that you're going to have to come back to that. So it's actually much harder to plan for someone who is in the younger phases versus somebody who's reaching retirement because that younger person has so many more things to consider, whereas someone who's in retirement, that's a little bit of an easier conversation Mm -hmm. because really what we're just planning for for in most cases is just a cash flow conversation. Um, So what we try to do, once again, is just break that down into small achievable goals and then we come back and we do our annual reviews with them to say, okay, well, how did we do over this last year? What did you accomplish? What did we accomplish? Uh, What are the next set of things that we need to kind of come back to and start working on? And it's amazing to see how much people do over a short period of time, just, you know, having that accountability of, Mm -hmm. okay, I'm going to go have to go talk to Royal or another advisor uh, in a year's time. Let's make sure I do this. Also, it's, it's the joy of just having a cheerleader, someone who, who is on your side saying, hey, you did a great job. You did that faster than we thought you would. Uh, that's really important. So there's one thing I want to circle back on. There's an idea here that there's a perfect solution for everyone out there. And, I mean, if you go online, you know, everybody says, oh, oh their product, their solution is the best, and, and that's what you need to, you need to work for. I'm a big believer is that perfection and striving for perfection can be dangerous, especially mm-hmm. when it means getting started. Mm-hmm. I personally think just getting started moving towards a goal is a much better solution than trying to wait for the perfect time or the perfect situation to start planning for it. So don't wait until everything is perfect in your life because just an FYI, it will never all be perfect. <laughs> yeah, exactly, exactly. I felt that way a few times and it usually lasts about 10 minutes. Mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> and then something something else uh, throws you a curveball. So yeah. the big thing here is when we're planning for goals and helping people plan for them is we know that we, we need to, the earlier we get started, the better outcomes we're going to have, even if mm-hmm. it's not the the perfect time or the perfect situation uh, to do it, because there there is no such thing. All right, Royal, I, I, this has been fantastic information. I I appreciate the time. I love talking about goal setting. I, I think I told you that right before we even started this conversation. I love goal setting. Um, I I I know personally that. Uh, my wife helps me as an accountability partner. I've also got a couple other people set up that help me with different goals that I have. Uh, but when it comes to helping clients and helping prospects or people listening to this, 
I know that you make yourself available. How can you help them to, to start this process? Great question. Really, the best way to get started in this process is just to give us a call. Let us uh, help you start putting together where you're at, where you want to be, and help you start setting those goals, really, no matter where you're at in life. You know, that's what we do. We help people kind of design the life that they want to lead. And we do that by helping them through uh, setting goals and, and kind of setting an intention in their life uh, to, to really reach kind of that, uh, that life by design that we've, we've named our financial planning system. Yeah, absolutely. All right, then let's give them the number or how they can reach out to you. Yeah, the best way, give us a call at 541-772-1116 or visit our website at opfa.com. And we're, we're looking forward to uh, chatting with you with, uh, and helping you with your goals. Wonderful. Thank you, Royal, so much for your time today. My pleasure. Good to hear from you. And just to let you know, my goal is to talk to you very soon for the next podcast. I'm looking forward to it. I'm looking forward to it. Perfect. And I want to thank you all for listening and tuning in to the Life by Design podcast with Royal Stanley. If you have not subscribed to the podcast yet, please click the subscribe now button below. This way, when Royal comes out with a new podcast, it'll show up directly on your listening device. This makes it much easier to share these podcasts with your friends and family. And I'll tell you, this is one of the best ones to share because they can hear about goal setting. They can hear about smart goals. And you guys can kind of help each other be accountable to the goals that you want to set. No matter if it's a friend or a family member, everybody needs a little bit of help and a little bit of accountability in there. Again, thanks for listening today. For everyone at Oregon Pacific Financial Advisors, this is Eric Johnson reminding you to live your best day every day. And we'll see you next time. Thank you for listening to the Life by Design podcast. Click the subscribe button below to be notified when new episodes become available. The views expressed are those of the presenter and may not reflect the views of United Planners Financial Services. Material discussed is meant to provide general information and is not meant to be construed as specific investment, tax, or legal advice. Individual needs vary and require consideration of your unique objectives and financial situation. Always seek the advice of your financial advisor or other qualified financial service provider with any questions you may have regarding your investment planning. Advisory services offered through Oregon Pacific Financial Advisors, Inc. Securities offered through United Planners Financial Services of America, member FINRA and SIPC. Oregon Pacific Financial Advisors, Inc. and United Planners Financial Services are independent companies.